Welcome to another edition of the Good Food Fellas. Gennaro, I see uh, last night you were a bit uh, sauce, which I'd love to see. Oh, man, let me tell you something, Roland. Um, that was a New York experience I never had in my whole life, you know. Uh, to you know that to be down at one fifth, which is one of the hottest restaurants, but also they have an amazing bar program down there, right, right in the, in the heart of the uh, Greenwich Village, and we had some special visitors coming in to do a special tasting, and we got lucky enough to be around that beautiful table last night. Yeah, Ashley from Frey Ranch Distillery. Thank you guys for stopping by. Well, thank you guys for having us. It was, yeah, you're right. You. It was super super great night last night. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the history and the founding of Frey Ranch Distilleries like you told us last night? It's so interesting. Yeah. So um, my family's been farming in our area in northern Nevada since 1854. And uh, ever since I was a little boy, I wanted to be a farmer. I, I It's just kind of in my blood. It's what we do. And uh, as I got older, I we, we started looking for ways to really showcase the crops that we grow. We knew that they're really high quality and um, I also started to really love and enjoy whiskey and thought, what better way to really do something meaningful and special with our crops than to make it into whiskey? And so that's why we created what we call the whiskey farm. And and we grow 100% of the grains, the wheat, rye, barley, and corn that are in all of our whiskeys right, right on the farm. And uh, that's super rare in the whiskey world, which I didn't really realize until we got going. Um, you know, in the wine world, it's very common to to talk about the grapes and where they're from and everything else. But in the whiskey world, nobody really talks about the grains and all whiskey is made from grain. So it, it's, 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 it's really special, but it's a, it's a lot of who we are is growing and, and making all the whiskey right on the farm. Ashley, um, I love that. Thank you, Kobe. Ashley, the farm to table dinner series, how did that come together? Because I know uh, you did the one in New York, but you're doing some around the country too. Yeah, we call it our Ranch on the Road series. And uh, as Colby mentioned, we're out in Nevada, in rural Nevada. So about an hour hour's drive east of Reno. And we really love to invite people out to the farm, but we know that's not always feasible. So we take the Ranch on the Road and we um, bring some of our grains to these restaurants and these chefs who incorporate them into the meals, which is just wonderful because you're able to drink the whiskey that um, was produced using the grains on our farm and then also eat some of these amazing meals that have incorporated these grains. So it's such a, a really amazing experience um, for everybody that loves the culinary scene. Can you walk us through uh, the distillation uh, process at Frey Ranch? Yeah. Um, so um, the, 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 real, the real quick basics for anybody that doesn't know um, is distillation is basically there's a lower boiling point for alcohol than most liquids. So the boiling point of alcohol is like 172 degrees. So you heat anything with alcohol in it above 172, it begins to boil that, that boiling alcohol turns into a vapor. You collect and you condense that boiling alcohol vapor back into a liquid by cooling it. So we cool it. And then it, it's, it's essentially you're boiling out the, the alcohol out of whatever you start with. And so we start with grain. We, we, um, ferment it first, um, and which creates the alcohol during fermentation. It, it's um, the yeast is converting the sugar and the grains, natural sugars um, into alcohol. Um, but our distillation process is a little bit different because there's two different kinds of stills. There's a pot still and there's a continuous still. Um, continuous stills are a lot more efficient. You can do a lot of quantity with them. 
but for a couple of reasons, I, I feel like pot stills, you can do better quality. And so, um, but the problem with them is you can't do quite as, as much volume. So um, we actually have both where we can get quantity and quality. So the, you know, the problem with the pot still is you have to put, put your, we call it the, the mash or the beer into the pot still. It's only 8% when we start, you have to wait for it to heat up. You have to collect the heads, the hearts, the tails, which the heads are kind of toxic. You throw them away. The hearts is the good stuff. The tails is um, kind of oily and off flavored. You throw it away. Um, so it's a really slow process. So rather than just putting in that 8% mash in the pot still at first, we run it through the continuous still. And it takes it from 8% alcohol to about 40% alcohol. Then we put that 40% alcohol in the pot still where we can still take a heads, a hearts and a tails cut, but then we can, um, we get five times more volume per batch by doing that. So it's, it's really kind of a neat setup because we can get quality and quantity. So, but it's all right there on the farm, right by, a, you know, right, right in the middle of the farm where we grow all the grains. But you slow grain process is correct. Is Say it that one more time. Do you do a slow grain? Like you're talking about the, your process. Yeah. So, so what we call is a slow grown um, and that that's on the farming side. And so it's kind of, if, if you think about it, it's the opposite of like fast food. We don't, we do everything for, for quality, not really for quantity or for speed where um, like anytime any plants grow really slow, um, not better quality. So like if, if, you know, fast growing a poplar tree, for example, usually isn't as hardy or healthy as like a slow growing oak tree or they just don't live as long. They don't last as long. It's not as, as, as hardy. So um, we have the slow grown approach where um, we grow all winter crops. So we plant them in the fall. They grow real slow all winter and we harvest them in the, usually in July, August of the next year. Um, other than corn, which can't withstand a frost, we plant that one in May, but wheat, rye, and barley um, are winter crops. And then, uh, it allows them to stool out. It grows real slow all winter and um, gets these healthy root systems where um, it, it gets really well established so that next summer it's got, it's, it's ready to go and it, it's, it's, it can absorb the nutrients. It can uh, withstand droughts or, or not droughts, but uh, lack of water for a day or two if it doesn't get it or whatever. So um, we, we have this approach, it's called like a slow grown and it, it we kind of took it off of the slow food movement, which is like, it's kind of like what I talked about. It's the opposite of fast food and it's, it's quality over quantity. Since we're on that subject, I think a lot of people, even Europeans are realizing that the wheat in the United States is better, if not just as good as they're growing there. So last night we tasted like the wheat flour and um, the pastas and things like that. How do you think they incorporated, incorporated everything last night when it came to flavor? Oh, those, those guys, they had it figured out. They were, what an amazing restaurant. And the food was amazing. The cocktails were, I mean, equally just delicious. Um, and so it, it's like for me as a farmer to be able to taste the, the, the grains in the food, um, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like a dream come true to be able to come to New York to an amazing restaurant and actually have them incorporate the grains that I grew in Fallon, Nevada you know, on the menu and, and, and these, these amazing dishes. It's, it's really, really cool. Yeah. The holidays are coming up. Um, we go on freyranch.com, which is a, a, a good whiskey to give people for gifts. If, if they're just starting now. Yeah. Um, I'll jump in here. I think that we have a little bit for everyone. Um, but I think if you are a beginning whiskey drinker, you're going to want to start with our flagship. It's a four grain straight bourbon whiskey aged for five years. 
Um, and, and you're really able to teach through all of those grains. It's bottled at 90 proof. So it's something that you can sip on its own and it also mixes really well in cocktails. But when you, you know, taste it, you're going to get some of the sweetness from the corn, the nice rich viscosity and mouthfeel from the wheat and baking spices on the finish from the rye. And um, I love that it's very grain forward, but it's also got those really traditional bourbon notes that we all know and love. And I think if you're a, like a seasoned whiskey drinker, you should try the farm strength and it's yeah. our version. It's the same, same whiskey, literally the same whiskey from the same batch and everything, but it's just not proof down to 90 proof. And so it's more concentrated, more flavorful. Um, I, it's anywhere from 120 to 130 proof. Um, when we bottle it, each batch is different, but uh, it's, it's really uh, usually the whiskey connoisseurs or the people that we drink whiskey a lot can really handle that high proof. And that's kind of our high proof version for them. Uh, yeah, like last night when we tried, I think it was 122 proof uh, whiskey. Mm -hmm. You would think it was going to blow you away. But what happened, I think, was you get that you get that heat in the beginning. But after that, it dis dissipates. But also it lingers with all those like honey flavors. And, and yeah. uh, it's really rounded out. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah, I think you just get them. They're a little bit more pronounced, more concentrated. Um, and it it definitely does linger on your palate in like this really nice, like rich, like way that really wants you to like bring in and take that second sip it keeps you warm and toasty in the cold winter i was like oh i thought it was, it was summer outside in new york last night I was like, I'm yeah. um, and also you guys make some limited edition ones too which is great but those sell out pretty quickly don't they yeah we have um, so our straight bourbon whiskey represents about 80 percent of our production our rye whiskey is about 15% and the last 5% of production is an in innovation, um, which we really love to be able to take the grains that we're growing in to create really some fun whiskeys. Um, we have a 100% wheat, 100% oat, a quad malt, um, and we're getting ready to release a um, smoked American single malt smoked um, whiskey, which is something that we did have a little sample of last night. Um, it hasn't quite launched yet, but we're getting ready to uh, share that with the world. And um, that comes out November 2nd or? Um, the, yep. We're going to do an online launch November 3rd. Oh, that's a good Christmas gift. All your yes. yes. Ashley, how did everybody find out about these launches? And uh, I know I signed up for a newsletter. Could people do that as well? Yeah, exactly. So if you go to our website, freyranch.com, there'll be a pop-up um, for you to join our email list. It's called The Dirt. And um, we always announce our special releases to our e-news subscribers ahead of time. Uh, we do some really fun whiskey drops on our e-commerce site and they, they go really fast. We did a single barrel drop last week and it sold out in um, less than an hour. So you have to have super fast fingers and check your email. And we always tell people, we promise not to spam you, but um, you do want to, you know, get on there fast because they, they sell out in like a record time. Um, how did you find your master distiller, Russell? Because um, uh, is he the one that controls all the whiskey up there in the ranch? Yeah, Russell's great because he's at the ranch right now, keeping everything going while we're keep letting us come here to New York. And But Russell's also a certified crop consultant. So what that means is, and there's only a few in the state of Nevada. Nevada's the... The driest state in the nation um we're we're in fallon nevada which is the oasis in nevada so we're lucky we have a 
a beautiful water that comes from both sides of Lake Tahoe down to our, our um, farm where we can grow our crops. And so by having Russell really understand the farming side and the distilling side is great because there's often a disconnect between farmers and distillers. I think distillers don't really know uh, how to articulate or what they need or, or get what they need out of the farming side. And the farmers don't really understand what the distillers need and what, how to get it there. And so by having Russell, um, you know, right there kind of overseeing everything really helps us because um, we, we can see how things correlate together and, and, and make the best whiskey that way. Right. Kobe, how about, how about the growth of the business? So when you look back at 165 years, what your family was doing to produce, you know, the whiskey bourbon, and now what you're doing with Ashley now, what do you think they would say? Would they understand it? You think they'd be excited for it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, um, it's kind of a farmer's dream to take something that you're growing and, and make something out of it or make a final product. So it's not very fulfilling just to, to grow a crop sell it on the open market you never really get to see where it went you don't so a lot of times you don't even know where it went um off sometimes you do if it gets fed to cows or something like that i mean it's it's neat to be able to share it with people like you guys and and come to interesting places like new york and and uh, check it out and share it with people that's because it, it, it really does have a lot of us in every bottle yeah how important is aging of the cast selection in the production of your spirits Oh, it's, it's super important. So whiskey gets all of its color and, and quite a bit of its flavor from the wood. So um, it, 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 barrel aging is really important. And, and in Nevada, we're really lucky because we're, we're in northern Nevada. So we're closer to Reno than Las Vegas. And in northern Nevada, we have a higher elevation. It gets quite a bit colder in the winter. Um, and so we, we have four distinct seasons. And um, it gets down to zero degrees during the coldest part of the winter. And it gets up to like 108, 110 during the hottest part of the summer. And what that does is the whiskey inside the barrels expands during the hot summers inside the barrel, and then it contracts during the cold winters. And if I took a bung off in the summer, it shoots out. If I take it off in the winter, it has this like, you know, this like vacuum sound where it sucks it in and, and it really pushes it into the wood and it pulls it out of the wood, which kind of accelerates the aging because it's, it's pushing it through a, a char level, which is also important. It's, it's uh, creating flavor and, and um, also filtering and naturally filtering through a layer of, of charcoal, which has carbon in it. And it's a natural way to, to filter the whiskey too. So it's, it's, it's um, that, that aging though is so important to have those seasons. And we're, we're lucky to be where we are because we have four distinct seasons. And um, we always joke around with everybody. Sometimes they all four happen in one day. So <laughs> sounds like New York these days. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ashley, you launched the Ranchers Women and Whiskey campaign. I noticed women have been drinking a lot more whiskey when I go out, and I, I'm like impressed with that. How's that campaign going? And I know you love to give back. So, is that the means that you do it through? Yeah, we did a Women and Whiskey campaign um, in March, which is um, Women's History Month. So, we love to give back and support other women that are drinking whiskey. Um, I think that, you know, more women that come forward and drink whiskey and talk about whiskey. And we show women in our advertising, drinking whiskey, um, more women will enjoy it. It's definitely uh, my favorite spirit to drink. And this year we did a um, campaign with moms on the run and they are a uh, nonprofit in Northern Nevada that supports women that are going through cancer, um, specifically breast cancer. And my mom is a breast cancer survivor. So 
that was something that I was really passionate about and wanted to give back to our Northern Nevada community. Um, you know, women that are, you know, having problems getting to their chemotherapy and their radiation treatments and they, uh, the moms on their own is able to give them gas cards or offer them car service or, you know, whatever they need to really get through that difficult time in their life. So powerful. Yeah. And it was a, it was a fun campaign and we did, um, for every bottle sold, we donated a dollar and, um, we were able to put up some really fun point of sale in the, in the Northern Nevada market that gave back to this organization. And, um, it was a lot of fun. Hey, can you share your most interesting and memorable moment um, that happened to you in the Frey Ranch that sticks out? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, actually we have had so many, um, really fun milestones. I think, um, for me, one of them was just last week. Um, me and Colby were independently featured um, at our uh, uh, university that we attended, which is the University of Nevada, Reno, through a program that they're calling the Wolfpack Way. And it's um, a series of banners across campus that feature distinguished alumni. And last week, me and Colby um, walked the campus with the president of the university and we're able to take pictures of our banners that are um, proudly displayed across campus. And that was just such a moment for us to, you know, you graduate college and you think, oh, you know, I probably won't ever come back to this campus, but here we are being featured um, for what we've done and contributed to the community. And that was just such like a, a pinch me moment where I, I never thought that would happen, but it was really, really um, it's such an honor. There's no doubt that you get both give uh, Nevada a, a bigger and better name for sure. How about when it comes to awards and recognitions with in that regard? Obviously, it helps the brand, but what does it do to you personally? Hey, here, Kate, yeah, I, that's a great, great question because we won one award that that I thought was the the coolest because um, so we got there, there's 270 whiskeys and it was a whiskey advocate fall. I think it was like 2020 buying guide and we were named one of the top 10 whiskeys out of 270 and we had just launched our rye like weeks before that. So it was like super new. And so it was really validating for me, like, okay, great. We're on the right track, but their social media and a lot of their advertisements said our top 10 whiskeys hail from Kentucky, Tennessee, Nevada, Scotland, and Ireland. And I thought, how cool is that to have uh, like some farmers from Fallon, Nevada, be next to these amazing whiskey growing regions and countries that have had hundreds of years to kind of get their their, their stuff together you know so mm -hmm. that, that for me that was a really a, a um, an amazing point as a farmer to grow the grains make the whiskey and you know with, with our amazing team and uh and then get get honored like that it was cool wonderful wow yeah what do you believe is the key in creating such a high quality whiskey Frey ranch i i think it has a lot to do with like there's so many different steps and if you cut one corner in one of those steps that you're just gonna you basically wasted your time on all of them and you're lowering the quality and and, and everything it's um so it's it's every step of the way do the best don't cut corners don't do things that are faster or easier or whatever just do it the right way and then move on and so a lot of people say like how, how did you do all this and it's there's a saying like how do you eat an elephant it's one bite at a time you start you focus on what you're doing you do it right and then you move on to the next thing and you don't cut corners you don't try to save 
I mean, obviously there's a limit. We can't just spend all the money in the world, but, but you don't, you don't try to save a few bucks by, by doing something half-ass or whatever. You just get it done. Right. You, you move on. The one thing that blows me away is a 15, um, hundred acre farm. How many people does it take to maintain that, to work it, to come out with the product and everything else? Because that, that sounds like a huge undertaking. Yeah, we, um, we probably have uh, six guys on the farming side itself. Um, and we, I mean, we do a lot and, and a lot of, you even grow other crops like alfalfa and stuff like that. We grow a lot of grains for whiskeys, but then, um, on the distilling side, we probably have, I'd, how many, Ashley now, like 26, 27 yeah, people. The distilling side is, uh, well, you know, that includes our whole extended team. That's all over, um, really the United States that represents us, but, at the distiller itself, we have seven employees that run the stills. And on the farming side, it's really interesting because, you know, 1,500 acres is a lot, um, but you only, you know, plant once a year and you only harvest once a year. And so, you know, in between those other seasons, the team's really able to maintain the equipment um, and, you know, irrigate the crops the right way. Where the distilling side, they start at three o'clock in the morning. And they're distilling till nine, 10 o'clock at night, sometimes even later, um, seven days a week, I think 363 days a year. Um, the yeah. crew over there likes to likes to work extra hours and they're so awesome. But uh, they'll take Christmas and I think New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Yeah, it's off, funny because yeah. everybody asks like how how we'll say 362, 363. I don't know how many days a year we work, but every once in a while we'll get somebody like a, an employee that says, Hey, can I, we'll, we'll give them Thanksgiving. We'll give them uh, Christmas, yeah. New Year's off, but they'll say, Hey, uh, I got, I got family in town. Do you mind if I work on Thanksgiving? It's, is that okay? <laughs> and uh, you know, so we, we, we give them an out if they want to, but we're not, we're really not slave drivers like that. Yeah, no, there, we have an amazing team that works underneath us. Everybody from, you know, the sales to marketing, um, to the distilling team. And I always say, you know, the, the distilling team, um, makes everything taste good. The marketing side makes everything look super pretty and, um, professional. And me and Colby are just, you know, the voice that gets to share it with everyone. And that's really such an uh, exciting opportunity for us. Yeah, and I'm going to pitch this idea to you, Colby, out of my just a thought. What about the first ever farm casino? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a farm distillery casino. Yeah, distillery casino, and uh, yeah, it's like all, all like farm to table, but you could lose extra money playing the games. <laughs> yeah, you could come and grow your fortune. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Passing it out there, just instead of if it's plans. Ross, uh, remind me of last night when I lost my light. I said, "Where'd my light go? My light disappeared. I couldn't find it. Anyways, I'm right underneath my seat because I was having too much of a good time. Like I said I was tasting everything. Yeah. <laughs> after, after four drinks, he thought he lost his wallet, but it was in his hand. <laughs> but, oh, that was a night. <laughs> um, I just want to thank uh, Colby Nashley again for making time for us from Frey Ranch. Uh, it's freyranch.com. Check it out. You hit you read the history and order. It's great for Christmas gifts coming up. It's around the corner. I can't believe the holidays are here. And um, it also it uh, your Instagram is Frey Ranch Distillery. 
Yep. Frey Ranch Distillery. Um, follow us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know, follow along the story. We do a ton of fun posts. Um, and uh, if you join our email list, like I said, you'll be the first to know about those really exclusive whiskey drops, which sell really fast. And if you're ever in Northern Nevada, come visit us. We're open to the public every Saturday from noon to four. We do complimentary um, whiskey tastings and distillery tours and just have a lot of fun, um, you know, tasting through all of the whiskeys. And we've got some really fun merchandise that people love to take home. So if you're you, ever in Northern Nevada, come see us. And you have to do, you do have the best merch. I love your hats so much. Oh, thank you. And yeah, it's all about quality with you. So that's what we love about it too, because anything that we've gotten from you, it's, I always wear my hat to barbecues and I love it. And the colors, everything is beautiful. Oh, thank, thank you, guys. You. Yes, freeranch.com. Get your fingers ready for November 3rd, or you'll lose out on a delicious whiskey. <laughs> thank right. you. Thank you. Have a, have a safe trip back to Nevada. Thank you. Thank you. And enjoy the rest of your time in New York City, too. Kobe, Ashley's taking for some good pizza today. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, guys. It was super, super fun to see you guys last night. We'll see you. Uh, great, great. Thanks for the invite, as always. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yes, hope to see you we again soon. 